0: Today's daf is Nazir daf Samechei, the second-to-last daf in Maseches Nazir. We're holding at the Mishnah on the bottom of Samech Dalar So we're still in Tumentara, but in much less esoteric areas of Tumentara. We're going to talk about moving dead bodies, which is Nogel Namaisa sometimes. The Mishnah is going to talk about if you find Kvaros, when you're allowed to move them, when you're not allowed to move them and uh, what, and some of the halachos involved in moving them, how much of the surrounding area needs to be moved as well. The Gemara is then going to list seven different exceptions to the rules of the Mishnah. That they, even though the Mishnah gives clear rules of uh, checking the area and seeing if there are other kvaros, etc., we're going to have seven exceptions where the rules of the Mishnah do not apply, and then the Gemara is going to define the concept of tefusa, because the Mishnah says that when you do move the body, you don't, you don't only take the body, also take Tfusa Sakever so what exactly is the Tfusa, what's the source for Tfusa that will be on the bottom of Amr and then in Amr Bez, the Gemara is going to talk about what if you don't find three graves all at one time you find a grave, then you move it you find another grave, then you move it and then you find a third grave so is that the same thing as finding three graves where you have to leave it alone, or do we say no now there's only one grave here and therefore you would be allowed to move it, and then the Mishnah, the first Mishnah on Ahmed Beiz is going to talk about a different area of Tumentara, not really related to Nazir, Safek Nagayim, meaning uh, it's going to talk about if a person has a Safek Negat Sara'as, do we assume that the person has a Nege tzeras, that's Tameh, or do we assume that he doesn't? And the Gemara is going to give a source to be mekil by certain types of Safek, in the at least. Then there's going to be another Mishnah on the bottom of Samech Beis, which we're probably not going to get to today, about Ziva, that we'll probably save till tomorrow. So let us begin with the Mishnah on Samech Dalid Amit Bey. Says the Mishnah, motzi Mes Betchila a person is in his yard one day, and he finds a dead body there. He finds a mace that's buried and lying there as if it was a normal burial. He is allowed to move the kever as long as he takes the Tfusasa kever along with it. As long as he takes, we'll see in the Gemara exactly what the Tfusasa kever is, but some of the surrounding area as well. If he had found two bodies, he can take the both bodies, move them somewhere else, meaning it's in the middle of his yard, it's in the middle of his field. He doesn't want these kvarim in his field. He can take them as long as he takes its tfus as well. If he finds three of them, if in between the dead bodies, there's somewhere between 4 and 8 Amos, then we have to declare that area it's a cemetery, and a cemetery cannot be moved. So at that point, he's not allowed to move Anything anymore? The rush writes shchunas kvaros. The rush appears in some and Alv, but he writes shchunas kvaros. He writes v'nikar shel shem shama. It's obvious now that this was put there on purpose for the sake of Kvura, and therefore V'asalof nosum misham. You're not allowed to take him away from there. Va'filu shel nitnusham noso. And the truth is, says the rush, even if it was just one dead body, if you knew that it was put, it was put there permanently with the intention to be put there permanently with the intention to be a kever, then you would not be allowed to move it. It's just that there, there, if there was just one or two, we have the right to assume that it was either put there temporarily, or it was put there without permission, and therefore it was Gimel, <inaudible> but when you have three... Once there are three there, you know that that was put there for the sake of a kever they used to bury in ma'aros, so you have to assume that that was a ma'ara, that was a cave where they had buried people. Once you make that assumption, you then have to search the entire surrounding area, 20 Amos, says the Mishnah, and if you find any other mace within 20 Amos, you need to check another 20 Amos, because it's uh, meaning if you would have found just that one body within the 20 Amos, then you would be able to move it and the a kever. But since this is part of a bigger picture over here, we already realize that this is a Shekhunas Kvaros, and then you find another mace within 20 amos, so that's, uh, you're not allowed to move it. That's considered part of the general Shekhunas Kvaros. So the Mishnah says if you find three, you're not allowed to move them. The Gemara Masech Sanhedrin also talks about uh, moving graves, that there's a problem with moving the grave. What's the problem? I mean, the assumption is that once someone is buried, he's got to stay buried in that spot and not, you're not allowed to take him somewhere else. And so we know that there are exceptions to the rule. For a Kivrei Avos, so you're allowed to move someone to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. So you're allowed to move someone. But w- what's the iser? Why do I need a Heter? Why do I need, uh, I, 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 why do I need some sort of reason to move. So the, uh, the Kolba writes that it's because of Kharada's hadin, that when you move the mace, it causes Tsar to the mace, it causes a certain Charada that maybe their yom din has arrived. On some uh, on some level, this is based on the Pesukim p- in the Navi and Shmuel Aleph Perachav Ches. When Shaul Mel goes to the woman who's able to bring back the spirits, and she calls up the spirit of Shmuel An-Avi. So uh, Shmuel says to Shaul, Lomi Hirgastani lahalososi Why did you cause me this trepidation, this worry of being uh, of being brought back up? So you see that being brought back up is a harada. For the mace, no debut rights of Madurakami or Petes that that's only before the flesh has decomposed. Once the flesh has decomposed, there's no longer harada. Not all the Akharim agree with that. Tzvi in the Chuva and says that the real reason for the Yasr is because of Nivala mace, that when you open up the kever and you expose the body, that's considered Nivala Mace. And uh, he says, that which the Post can quote, the idea of haradah sadin, that's assuming that there's no nivol amaze, like it's in, a, it's in a closed coffin, then it wouldn't be nivol amaze. So uh, the haradah sadin idea is true, but most often the more fundamental problem is that it's nivol amaze. A third possibility in Gesher achaim. Rav writes that it's an issue of Bizayon mace that uh, that even when it's not nivel and it's not charada it's a bizayon mace to move the mace around. Uh, not it's not about exposing it, but to move it from one place to another is a bizayon mace. Rav Moshe in a tshuva in Yeridei Chelikal of Sim Reshman Beis and then again Chelik Beis of suggests an entirely different reason. He says we have a mitzvah of kvura. Every moment that the mace isn't buried, it's a bital mitzvah of kvura. So Rav Moshe says it's just simply that that. Uh, Uh, as long as uh, the mace isn't buried we're violating the mitzvah Of uh, of kvura, so he says clearly. If it's uh, it it would therefore turn out big enough community according to Moshe. It's all about the mitzvah of kvura. Sometimes that's the same reason you have an issue of halanas They are not allowed to leave the mace unburied after someone dies. You're supposed to bury them as soon as possible. You're not supposed to leave them unburied for days at a time because it's 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 uh, you have it's a mitzvah of kvura. But sometimes we allow halanas hames for certain needs. We would allow halanas for the cover of the mace or for whatever else. So for all of those reasons. That you would allow, allow halanasa mace, you would also have to allow moving the mace if you assume that the whole issue is a din of bitul kvura. Now, the Beis Yosef discusses what exactly is the level of this issue. The Beis Yosef in says that this is only an isr midrabanan, it's not an isr daraisa. Rav Moshe in Shinsamuch Talid Shinsamuch Talid says, I don't understand why it should only be a din midrabanan, assuming that it's a haruddalam mace, it's if you assume like those shittos, the kolbo and the vihuda, that it causes the mace all sort of pain and anguish, when you cause someone who's alive pain and anguish, that's an Israel Daraisa. So why by a mace should it be any different that when you cause a mace pain and anguish that it should only be an Israel midrabanon? That's what Moshe says. A little bit difficult to understand, I meaning all mitzvahs been on the are only for live people. Most of the time mitzvahs been we assume, don't apply to dead people. Okay, Chesed Shalsom and Mesim is a Chesed but that's just saying that that's uh, they're that, that taking care of the mesim because it's a mitzvah anyway. So we call it the ultimate Chesed because you're not mitzapalatashlum gomul. You don't expect to be paid back. But in general, mitzvahs put on don't apply to uh to, to mesim. Uh, so, so, uh, but Moshe apparently assumes that they do, and therefore, being mitzayir a Mesh should be no different than being uh, than, than being a chai. There's also a discussion the Gemara has um, the uh, that one of the takanos Yeshua ben was misakin when Bnei Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael. Gemara Babbukaamah talks about was that a mei's mitzvahs wherever they bury a mitzvah, wherever you find a mes mitzvah that's where he's buried and uh, nowhere else. So uh, say so, and 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 that's true even if the, someone owns. That, that land, it's not Hefker land so the Gemara Sanhedrin Dath asks, why when you find a Stam Kever, a single Kever in your field, are you allowed to move it Shouldn't you have to worry that it's a mace mitzvah and it was kadamakomo, and therefore you're not allowed to move it? So the Gemara says because if it was a mace mitzvah, you would have known about it. Mace mitzvah is yesh kol. Everyone knows when there's a mace mitzvah. The fact that you didn't know about it is uh, raya, that it must not be a mace mitzvah. Um, so the, and there's, there are certain cases where there's a mitzvah to move a mace even though he's, uh, he was buried there uh, on purpose, or he's a mace mitzvah the base Yosef, of course. If he's a mace, let a say, if he's not, the body is not going to be guarded properly, um, there's, there's going to be flooding in the field, something like that, then one would be permitted even to uh, to move the mace. The The idea of 20 Amos, of checking 20 Amos, the Gemara is also clear about this. The Gemara talks about this, that the 20 Amos, Gemara Basra talks about, the reason it's 20 Amos, it goes through the setup of the old uh, Beis HaKvaros, how they would bury in a cave, and how they would have a Chatzar area, and all around was uh, were... were um, where people buried in the walls, and it turns out that between uh, between the uh, one 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 burial area and another would typically be twenty amos. The Gemara works on the details how that exactly worked out. It seems to be that it's either twenty two amos or eighteen amos, based on uh, depending on which sheet you hold like about how large these areas were. But that's uh, the Gemara works on over there in Maseches Basra to try to figure out why why our mission assumes that twenty amos is the magic number. One One final thing before we move on to the Gemara um, at the, uh, the, the the Mishnah says that we take the Tfusa with it, the area around the mace with it, so how much, and the Gemara is going to talk about how much that has to be, but why? Why the Tfusa? Why do we have to take the area around it? So there are two basic opinions in, in, in Poskim, in, in Rishonim, the Ritva writes, Masechs ba Basra, that since the dirt around the mace has some dam or some lecha from the mace Uh, so therefore for the cover of the mace we should take that offer as well because it has some pieces of mace in it some liquid from the mace in it others say no the rashbam writes it's not because of cover of mace but rather we want, we want this karka to be completely tahora, so you need to take care of any any uh, remnant of Tumah there, not because of the covered of mace, but because of, of, of anyone who wants to deal with taros on this karka. So this din of the Tfusa is quoted in the Rambam, in the ninth park of Tumas Mace, but in Shulchan Aruch, the Chaber does not mention the din of taking the Tfusa along with the mace. So that's what the Sefer Erech Shai in Yerdea, Shin Udala, suggests that perhaps it's because cause, the Mechaber assumes, not like the Ritzvah, that it's a din in Kavad mase, but like the Rashban, that it's a din in Taros. So we're not knowing Taros nowadays anyway, and therefore there's no reason to take the Tvusa. Maybe that's why the Rambam, that's why the Rambam assumes that way. Rav Moshe, Negros Moshe, in that same in, in Yerdei, Chalakal, V'sim, Reish, Reish Nantes, writes that since this din isn't mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, and since the major Achronim that talk about these types of things, the Behuda, the there, they also don't mention this din of taking the tfusa. Moshe says it simply does not have to be done. We do not have to take the tfusa when we are um, when we move a kever. The Rashbam the Marsham rather, the marsham in the chuva. Disagrees, and he thinks that we do have to take if at least if it's possible. But uh, Rav Moshe thinks that the whole din doesn't apply, aze, and that's why it's not mentioned in Shulchan Arach. Okay, says the Gemara, So we have different exceptions to the rules that we out- outlined in our Mishnah. Matzah, the Mishnah has said that if you are Matzah, Matzah, Mace, so Matzah implies. Pratt, lemotswi, excluding a case where the mace was uh w- where where you knew the whole time that the uh that the mace was there um, in in that case we assume that um we assume that if you that if you knew the whole time that uh, that the mace that the mace was there and it was not uh, was not a surprise at all that the mace was there. So then uh, the, the, uh, the the then then you're not allowed to move it at all, even if it's just a single mace. You don't have to wait for three mace, even if it's just a single mace. That's the only exception that's going to go in that direction. All the other exceptions are going to go in the other direction. So that exception tells us that if you knew it was there, so then you're not allowed to move it no matter what. Now we're going to have a bunch of other exceptions. Mace, the mission wants to say you found a mace. Prat harug. That excludes someone who was a murder victim. That you're allowed to move, and you don't even need to take the offer together with him. Uh, so, and if the harug was one of three mason that you find there, you don't. It's, it wouldn't even be mitztaif to shchunas kvaros. A harug is considered outside of all the details of our Mishnah. So that you're allowed to move no matter no matter what when it's a Haruk. Mushkav. And the Mishnah said Mushkav Pratli Yoshev. If you find the body awkwardly positioned in like a sitting position, you're also allowed to move it and you don't have to take the offer together with it. kidarko Pratli Shrosha Munach Ben Yerchosav. And it also has to be that you find the mace kidarko But if it's again in this awkward position, not in a sitting position, but its head in between its thighs, so then also it uh, is you're allowed to move it and you don't have to take the dirt with it and it's also not mistarif to shekunes kvaros if at the time that it was buried the mace was already chaser it was missing a piece of the body it doesn't have a din tfusa if you want to move it, you don't have to take the dirt with it, and also there's also no din of if you find two other mesim um, uh, together with it, it would not be to shkunas uh, kvaros, if you find three mesim that are in an area between four and eight amos, and one of the mesim is chaser, no din of shkunas kvaros now all of these things, the mace that's buried sitting down, or uh, or rosho of bein All of these things. What's the reason that you don't have to take the dirt with it when you move the body? Even though there's uh, there's no din of shkunas kvaros. So Gemara um, says the uh, and meaning why why is that that the din of shkunas kvaros doesn't apply and that the Din of Tfuz doesn't apply, I'm going to tell because we assume that maybe this mace is an Ovid kochavim, And therefore, uh, all of these halakhos won't apply. If you look at Tosfos, Tosfos, Tosfos writes, over um, in Because what Jewish person would bury? Jews are very careful about about uh, burial rituals. We do things uh, in a very precise way. So if you're doing something in such a crazy way, so unusual, it's very clear that this is not a Jewish burial. The Gemara goes on to tell us other exceptions, other dinim. So far we had five. So uh, exception number six: Matzah Shnayim. We find two Mesim, Rosh Shalzeb, B'tsad Margalos of Shalzeb. That the, the the head of one is by the feet of the other, and the feet of the other is by the head of the other one. They don't have a din tfusa, nor a din of because it's not the derech for Jews to bury that way. So we can assume, again, that they are gaim and that uh, these dinim don't apply. A final exception. You find three masim, but one of them you Already knew was buried here, the other two you had no idea, you just found in the first place. Or um, Echat the, Chila, or the other way around, one of them you had no idea before, but two of them you did know about. Yeshlehem Tfusa, the Girsah is, the Messiah uh, the changed it to Yeshlem Tfusa. There is a din of Tfusa, Sakvaros, in that case, but Ve'einlem Shchunas Kvaros. But there's no din of Shchunas Kvaros, because since they're not all the same, it's Raglai and L'davrette that they weren't buried there Bekviyus, they were only buried there Almanas to be able to be moved, after some time, so that's the assumption, and that's why there's uh, even though they do have a din of tfusa, because we do assume that they're Jewish. It's not that we're assuming they're not Jewish; we do assume that they're Jewish, but we do not assume that they were put there on a, on, a, on a permanent basis. That's uh, that, that's that's how they how they change the girsa over here. Um, if you look in the uh, in the rush, the rush writes. The Rush writes, um, uh, Since they didn't all have the same story, we don't assume they were put there on the Since they didn't all have the same story, if they were all three had the same story they all three you knew about or all three you didn't know about then we assume that they're all a regular uh, that, that it's a regular of Kvaros and they would have all of the regular Dinim would have a Din of Shekunas Kvaros where so it would have to be Bodek the next Chaf Amma etc. it would have all the, the normal Dinim says Gemara's story Maisa Barabi one time Barabi Yesheva He searched his yard and he found two mason that he knew about, and one of them they didn't know about, and his intention was to declare it to be a shkunas kvaros. All of that effort to be able to declare this area kvaros, it's for naught. Shkunas kvaros is only when you know all about it, when, when it's three, three that you know about or three that you didn't know about in advance. You can't have a mix of match of shchunas kvaros, the Tosos of Yerin Dibra Echad points out Rashbam Pirish Halachal Moshe What's the svarah over here? Just, be, just because I knew about one, and didn't know about the other. Meaning that makes it that it wasn't uh, set aside as a shchunas kvaros. Rashbam writes, no, it's a halachal Moshe Misinai. There is no svarah. But Vori Pirish Tam Bedaver Dayan L'Nolam Shchunas Kvaros Beisak Kvaros HaYa. Hold the nikkum sham gilmeisim kibin dachon od the techila iisa de'ain daito ha'el fanosim lisa sham lekavro. That he says are more of a svara That if it was true that they were meant to stay there permanently, then uh, then, then then you would have uh, you would have known about all of them, or you wouldn't have known about, about any of them. The fact that you knew about uh, some and not, not the others is uh, is a raya that they weren't uh, that they weren't just there temporarily. Um, not not clear to me exactly why that should be the case. Meaning sometimes people find out about certain things, not about other things. Who says that they all died? At the same time. They could have died at very different times. So maybe you found out about one and not the other. But uh, the Rashbam suggests that it's halachal Misinai Now that's an interesting suggestion to keep in our back pockets for a moment because halachal uh, Misinai suggests that all of these dinim are dinim da'araisa, that this isn't in drabana. Halachal Misinai would comment about dinim da'araisa and not dinim drabana. So let's keep that in mind as we go weiter in the Sugya. So we not only take the mace, but we take the tfusa Uh, Together with it. Hechi Dami What exactly is a Tfusa? Where do we get this idea of Tfusa? Yaakov Avinu says I want you to take me Mi Mitzrayim so what does he mean Mi Mitzrayim so first of all he means take my body out of Mitzrayim but he also means take from Mitzrayim together with me I want you to take a little piece of Mitzrayim together with me when you move me Tol me that's the drasha that it's Tol me. that's in the on the side it says mi Mitzrayim ukvartani that it didn't really need to say Mi Mitzrayim it could said, uh, uh, but, so what he means to say is, me offer he must be saying that I want you to take some of the dirt of Mitzrayim with me. And then he quotes to that, that it's a little bit difficult, though, because we don't find anywhere that Yaakov was buried in Mitzrayim. So what do you mean, tolimi? Take a little bit of the dirt from around my kever with me. What kever? Yaakov wasn't buried in Mitzrayim. He was mummified. He wasn't buried in Mitzrayim. So what kind of dirt are they taking with him? So that's the Shas quotes that Tolstiantov says that the Ram says this is all, all in Asmachta ah so it sounds at the beginning that we're quoting a Pasuk to tell me this is sounds like we're talking about Dindar <coughs> Raisa but then the Ram says this is not all in Asmachta because it doesn't make sense Yaakov wasn't buried in Mitzrayim the Kerenor is Medayik from Tosfos though, that Tefusa is a din Torah, because Tosfos writes that uh, for Meisah Tchasser, uh, the the we don't the, why is it that uh, that Meisah Tchasser doesn't have a din of Tefusa? So Tosfos says Halachal Moshe Mitzvai. Tosfos says we saw Moshe You keep talking Halachal Moshe Mitzvai, you're obviously talking dinim da'araisa. Now some of the Achronim, the Berchusros, the Tiferes say no. If you look carefully at those Tosfos, and they're talking about why there's no din of Shchunas Kvaros, they're not talking about why there's there's no din of Tfusa in those cases. So maybe Shekhunas Kvaros is a Dindar raisa but maybe Tfusa is not a uh, Dindar Raisa. So, uh, but, other Akronim, Virch Sarosh suggests, maybe the reason Tulsa doesn't discuss Tfusa being Halach moshe Misinai is because it's obvious that Tfusa is only Halach al-Moshe Misinai. Shekhunas Kvaros tells us that to be Mechadesh is Halach moshe Misinai. But as we pointed out, Tulsi Yantaf understands in the Rambam that it's all a Dindar draban, because the Rambam in the parish of writes that his be that they have an asmachta of Tfusa from Yaakov Avinu. So why is he say a smachta? Must be because the Ram holds that it's only a din and not a din uh, Now um, What's the reason for taking Tfusa? So we already pointed out, either it's an issue of Kavila Mace or it's an issue of Tumma. Now it's an issue of, if it's an issue of Tumma, it needs some explaining. Why in the world would uh, would there be a problem of tumma in the first place? Meaning tumma's what? Tumma of of of, of mace juices? Where, where is that tub? Is it Rekev? Rekev is only if it's in uh, com, it's in a completely sealed box and nothing is in and, and there's nothing else mixing in with it. So you have to figure out exactly what kind of Tumma, we're uh, we're actually talking about now when Yaakov requests to be taken out of Mitzrayim to be buried in Rashi Rashi Khumish says that there were three reasons that he asked for that. He said Rashi Eichlimesh says either he was he knew about Makas and he was uh, afraid that that would be a ter- terrible nivla meist Makas would happen to him, or because uh, mes Chutzlaretz when when chiasa comes are only only experienced chiasa they ali kvaros which is apparently a painful process. And third thing is that he didn't want the the to make an avodah out of him the medrash that Rashi is quoting from actually quotes two more reasons it says that Mesey Eretz Yisrael come back to life first at Chesemesim, and also someone who dies by Chutzarts and is buried there it's as if he had to die twice because he had to be buried in Chutzarit as well so uh, the Imre Eish says why doesn't the Gemara say that the reason of Yaakov not wanting to be not wanting to be buried in Mitzrayim why doesn't the medrash say it was because he wanted to be brought to Kivrei Avos isn't it better for a person to be by Kivrei Avos. So some Sofer suggests Kivrei Avos is not a din in the Avos per se. Kivrei Avos means to be buried near family. Now Yaakov knew that the Shvatim were going to be buried in Mitzrayim. So if it was only about a din of Kivrei Avos, he never would have been asked to be taken to Yisrael because the union of Kivrei Avos could have been fulfilled in Mitzrayim as well. It's just to be around uh, around other family members. Lavdavka, Lavdavka Avos. Okay, um, let's see the Gemara further how much is Tfusa how much area around the body is Tfusa Take all the loose dirt around the kever, and then whatever is not loose dirt, go three etz baos wide of loose dirt around uh, of, of not loose dirt of solid dirt that was never dug up around the kever. But we we'll have a, we have a stirr to this because it says a You start removing pieces of uh, the coffin that maybe have broken off. Zorik as a and anything that definitely doesn't have any mixture of a mace in there you can uh, you can throw away umaniyach as a anything that is a suffix, whether there are pieces of the mace in there you have to put in a safe place where the tumma won't spread vashar mitztarif l'rov binyan and the rest of it you have to uh, with the parts that you know definitely have pieces of mace is mitztarif to the rov binyan the atzamos l'motarved rakov it's mitztarif to measuring uh, the the uh, the the parts of the mace that would be but the bottom line is nothing about shalosh nothing about chafret So where is this uh, this tfusa that as we're defining it it says, that must be that it's going like the following tana that that's what ben Azei held ben Azei held that you take the uh, three the the loose dirt plus an additional. Three atzvahs. But in Akinami, not everyone necessarily agrees to that. Okay, says the Gemara further, Bodek came in, and once you found, that you, uh, that, that, once you found the kever, so uh, you have to be Bodek an, an additional, once you found the Shunas kvaris, you found three kvarim, you have to be Bodek an additional 20 amos around that area to see if there are any more kvarim in the area. So, Amarava, Badak Upana, Badak Upana. So he said that if you find only one dead body, so that's not a Shechunas Kvaros. Once you find three, now it's a Shechunas Kvaros. The Maynavka Minas, the Kvaros, two big navkaminas. Number one, you're not allowed to move the dead bodies that you found, and number two, you need further searching. You need to search an additional 20 Amos. But what if it didn't go that way? You found one body and you immediately moved it because you didn't find anything else. Then you found the second body and you immediately moved that one because you didn't find anything else. And then after moving the first two bodies, now you you found the third body so loheim mefanile so the Allah is you are not allowed to move the other two back nor can you move this one out you can't move this one out cuz now you have a you could uh, but but you can't move the other ones back because you, there's no reason to move them back uh, once they've already been moved but a different version of rabbis that rava said since you moved the first two you're allowed to continue moving Kvaros out of here so you find the third one, you're allowed to move that one as well, as Tosos explains the first two you moved before you knew that there were three of them so you can move the third one as well because now you have only one body there and for one body we never call it a Shkunas Kvaros so it tells us maybe it's halacha and all of this is just part of the halacha Meaning, uh, if meaning because if it's all about was it meant to be put there permanently so now that you discover that there in fact were three there originally you can be sure that they were meant to be put there permanently but if you say that it's just purely halacha le Moshe so then you can understand that that when there are three bodies all together we apply the of but when you don't have all three together because you've already moved two of them we will no longer apply the din of Shkunas Kvaros ask the Gemara shouldn't we call this a Shkunas Kvaros that whenever we come up with any sort of excuse to be metahir Eretz Yisrael we're going to be metahir Eretz Yisrael so, uh, so over here since you already moved some of the bodies so that's enough of an excuse to say uh, that this area is not ishkunas kvaros and try to be metahir more of, uh, of, of Eretz Yisrael um, so the uh, rush over here writes that what does it mean? Ilamatsu with whatever sort of little uh, reason we possibly can find. Ubesvara katana, with any tiny svara. tuyaru Eretz mishum kohanim vaosei taharas because of kohanim and people who deal with taharas. Vachanami kivansheber shus pinam habayis hiterulifnos kamagimel vladami lekaveri odu that this is not a uh, known Kever where you know for sure that it was put here permanently. It's all based on Umdana. It's all based on, yeah, we're guessing that if there are three, that it must be that it was meant to be put here permanently. But if there's any reason to assume that maybe it wasn't, and we've already moved two of them, so then we're going to try to be metar But the Rosh is saying something important. If you know that something was put there permanently, so then these, uh, these heteronorms don't apply. This is only once... It's, 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 it's ilamatsu, but they have to have the ilamatsu. You have to have that little reason. You have to have something, some shade of a doubt, some shadow of a doubt, as to that maybe, maybe, it wasn't really meant to be, uh, to be put here permanently. Um, the Rambam rites, it's a little bit difficult, the Rambam rites in Hilchus Tum if you find a kever, you're allowed to move it. And if you moved it, it's asubana until you check the rest of the area. So the farshim don't have a difficult time understanding that Lukhora doesn't work with what we're saying in the Gemara. If you find one kever, uh, you move it. That's all, and, and it's only when you find three kvarim that you have a chiv to be bodik. So that's what I'm talking about. You find a kever, you're allowed to move it. But uh, but, other, but but the area is asr until you search further. What do you mean the area is asar? You only have to be bodek once you have a shchunas kvaras. That's when you have to be bodek. Chaf Sounds like for, for one uh, for one kever, you have to be bodek. A little bit difficult. So the case of Mishnah says that the Ram must have been talking about where you find three kvarim. But it's a little bit difficult. The Ram didn't say that you find three kvarim. The Ram said kevar Nimsa. So imtsa. David Oppenheim in a tshuva suggests, and it's, it's, the, his tshuva is printed in the tshuva's chavis Yair at the end of Chalik Beis in tshuva's chavis that the of Mishnah means that since you find three kvarim in the way that our Mishnah, that, that, that when the Ram says you find a kevar, the of Mishnah explains it means three kvarim, it must be the way our Gemara is explaining, that you found one kevar at a time. And that's why the Ram says you find a kevar. So you find one kevar then you moved it, you found another kever you moved it, then you find the third kever and the Rambam saying that you're allowed to uh, move it is past something like the second Lashon of Ravah those are the two Lashonas, first Lashon Ravah said they're not allowed to move it. You have a shkunas kvaros over here, but it's the second lashon of Rava that maybe the Rambam is in fact pascan like. So based on that explanation of David Oppenheim, so you understand very well why the Rambam doesn't mention in anywhere in the Mishnah Torah the din of a kever that's found after they moved the first two. He never mentions it explicitly because if you say like of David Oppenheim, he is mentioning it. He mentions it, but just not not as explicitly as perhaps we would have liked. But that's exactly what he's referring to um, in. Some space parches, halakhehe, where he talks about the to be after you found the mace. This uh, idea that that, that uh, normally when you have three it creates a chazaka and one at a time may not create the same chazakah is not only applicable here in Dinei Tumas Mez. there's a halach and shulchan based on the tshuva sarashba that if you have a Sefer Torah that has three mistakes in it, so you have to be magia the entire Sefer Torah, one is not allowed to use the Sefer Torah until they're magia the entire thing, so in Peskhi Tshuva he quotes in the name of a Sefer yona, that if after you find one mistake, you immediately fix it and then you find a second mistake, and you immediately fix it so then you find a third mistake you don't have to be Magia the whole Sefer Torah, because it's not a Sefer Torah with three mistakes. It's a Sefer Torah with, as far as you know, one mistake, as long as you fixed each one right away. So by the time you found the later ones, it's only a Sefer Torah with one mistake, not a Sefer Torah with three mistakes. And the Sefer, Kestis HaSofar, he says, that, uh, that that that's not so. He says that Luchorah should have a din of uh, of of, of, of uh, I'm sorry. He he agrees with that. He says that 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 it has a din of not having chazaka uh, of of having cheskas kashras, not having chazaka, that it's a problem, and therefore you don't have to check the whole sefer Torah. So in the pischay tshuva, not in pischay tshuva itself. Pischay tshuva wrote two svarim that are both printed on the shulchan It's pischay tshuva on the bottom, and then on the side of the page is nachlas Tzvi, Same author as pischay tshuva. So the nachlas Tzvi in your day, he says, I don't understand, it's against our Gemara, because our Gemara says that according to Rava, why is it that you assume it's not a shkunas kvaros? Because, uh, it's, uh, because of Taras, Eretz Yisrael, so any shemits of a reason we could come up with to be metara Eretz Yisrael, sounds like if not for that svara, we would have assumed this does have a din of a cheska shkunas kvaros. So why by the Sefer Torah should we assume that you don't have to check it, Ad Rav, you don't have the svara of Taras Eretz Yisrael, so mainly you should say good, so it has a that the Sefer Torah is problematic. You should have to be Magia the entire Sefer Torah. That's the Kasha of the Pisgah chuba. One could argue that maybe there's such a similar Indian about the Kasha of Sefer Torah. That's just like we have an Indian to try to be materialized as well as much as possible. Maybe there's such an Indian, not a possible Sefer Torah. So maybe, maybe that's a riot that there's such an Indian. Okay, V'lo What if you search 20 Amas? You don't find anything after 20 Amas. Amrav Amrav Shchunas That it's Shchunas uh, Kvaros. maitaima I'm um, not sure if you know because we try to be materiality as well what? How does that fit with anything? What do you mean? You're, you're being machmir over here, saying it's a shchunas kvaros. How can you say that's because we're trying to be matar so, so the rush over here writes gimel mikan He says maybe the gemara's question was when you found the original three, you're checking the surrounding. Area, area, 20 Amos around, to see if indeed this is a shkunas Kvaros. Three gives you the indication that it's a shkunas Kvaros. When you check the 20 areas, 20 Amos around, now you might know for sure that it's a shkunas Kvaros. But what if you don't find anything there? Maybe now you should be allowed to move the three. So the Gemara is saying that, no, you're not allowed to move the three. It's already Becheska shkunas Kvaros. And the Rush says, and based on that, you have to take away those last those last words. This has nothing to do with being Matara, Adrab or being Machmir over here, so he has a different gear set. Okay, by bites a rat Call suffic negaim bithila tar. Whenever you have a suffic whether a person developed a negat saras, we assume he's tar because he had a chaskastara. Ajlo Klatumov, we assume that he wasn't tamay in advance. Mishaniska but once a person was known to have tsaras, and now you have a suffic whether it's gone, Sveikotame. So since he has a tuma, the halach is that he's tame. Minani mili ask mar how do we know this? Amravidamrav, o That the Pasuk says either to be Matarim or to be Metamehim. So, since it mentions Tara first, so therefore we're more inclined toward Tara, assuming that he had a Cheskas Tahara. But wait a second, if you're just going to go with that Pasuk that it says that we always are nota latara, so that should be a rule that whenever you have any suffix, we should be nota latara even if you had a cheska's Tumah. And gemara el itmar to Rav Rav, aha itmar. Rav Rav was said in the following context. In Beheres, kodma the Lavan, Tame. The rule is that if the Nega was there before the hair turned white and then the hair turns white, that's a sim When the hair turns white, there are three things that are a sim of Tzeras. If either hair turns white in the Nega, there's Basar Chai that develops in the Nega or the Nega spreads. So uh, so if the Beheres was there, then it turned white, Tame Tameh the Beharas Tarv, the white hair was there before the Beharas, Tahar. Safek, if you're not sure which was first, Tameh. Rabbi Shua says, no, nah, not Tameh, Kiha. My Kiha, what does Kiha mean? Am Ravidu Kiha V'tahar. It means that it's weaker and therefore it's Tahar. V'dilma Kiha V'tahameh. Maybe Kiha means that it's Tameh. Am Ravidu Am Rav. Am Rav Kral Tamo. No, the Pasuk says L'tah Tamo. Whole L'tah Rol Pasuk V'tahar Since it mentions Taro first, so therefore we know that it's, uh, that 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 we're gonna assume L'Kula, so that's what Yeshua sure must mean. The Gemara raises the question elsewhere. What do you mean? It's obviously he means to be Matar, not to be Matami. Tosa, I think, raises the question. No, Tosa raises the question, not the Gemara. Tosa raises the question. He can't mean to be Matami because then he'd be saying the same thing as the Tanakama. So obviously he has to mean that he's being Matar. Okay, so that's the question to be shown and work on. Shem, tomorrow we'll finish up the Mesachos beginning with the Mishnah on the bottom.